hey guys. Welcome back, Co-Creation Nation. I'm Lauren. Hey, I'm Troy. Lauren, good to see you again for another podcast. I'm super excited about our podcast today. How are you? I'm doing so good, Troy. I love this time with you. Thanks for doing this with me. This is fun. Hey, this is a joint effort, man. This is super exciting. You know, it's, is- it's fun. It's fun because every time we do this, you know, we, we talk and we go back and forth and we discuss certain things. But I always come away for me, right? I always come away with something that I didn't know before. So it's something that's, you know, an educational experience for me as well. Are you educating yourself as you talk out loud your ideas? I would say yes, that you are. <laughs> no, I was going to say, well, I mean, but that's but that's what's so great about this, right? Because we, we, we each have our own independent hypnosis practices, right? Mm-hmm. But we do things differently a little bit. Yep. So it's like I might approach someone differently. You might approach someone a little bit differently. We have those ideas. We merge them together here in Co-Creation Nation. And that's why I walk away with some value. And that's what's wonderful about it. It's a... Mm-hmm cooperative experience. It's a co-creation experience. Yes, we certainly co-create the conversation and and educate each other. Uh, I was being funny with the way I said that earlier, but it's true that to me, when a person has an audience and they get their ideas out into something as sort of, you know, dense and confined as a sentence, they really do learn more themselves just by taking that effort to talk. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being my audience. Um, anyone else there listening is is just extra icing. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. I mean, look, this co-creation experience would not be the same without you. And I, and I, and I honestly mean that. I truly mean that. You know, so it's, it takes two to, to tango, as they say. Yep. And, uh, I mean, that's the whole reason why we did this, right? The whole reason why co-creation nation exists, team nation exists, is because we wanted to get the word out about how wonderful and amazing hypnosis is. And I, I know I've said this on a couple of podcasts before, but I mean, it, it, we're, it's worth repeating. It's one of those situations. It's one of those things where, in our opinion, right, there's a stigma attached to hypnosis. Yes. It's that, oh, it's that, you know, entertaining stage show thing, right, that I was either a participant in or I saw, you know, a video on YouTube or something like that once upon a time. And that's all it is. But unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of people out there that don't know that it's so much more. And that's why we've created Co-Creation Nation because you know you see it in your practice, I see it in my practice. Hypnosis goes a lot farther than just the entertainment value. Well, yes, even people that have done the entertainment hypnosis shows, because uh, I've seen a lot of clients who have been hypnotized before, but for entertainment value. And so they definitely believe it works. They just were kind of amazed to consider hypnosis as a therapy, because I guess when, you know, they did the stage show or whatever they had seen before then and in, in movies or whatnot, they thought, wow, you know, hypnosis is really just a, uh, a way to act like a chicken. And if that's not their goal, then they probably hadn't sought that out. They just participated at whatever place. Um, the stage performer was was asking them uh, to be a participant. But and, I wanted- and, and people too, I mean, they say, they, they, they think that, oh, I mean, most people, right? Not the people you're talking about, but most people who don't know anything about hypnosis, they say, oh, it's that, it's that thing, I'm going to lose this control, right? Or I'm going to fall asleep, and I'm going to wake up at the end and not know what happens in between or all this stuff. But the thing is, people come to you, people come to me, people do hypnosis, clinical hypnosis, because up until this point, their life is out of control. They're looking to control something in their life, whether it's anxiety or smoking cessation or weight loss, right? There's some element of their life that's out of control. So they're looking to 
to you, they're looking to me, they're looking to, to any hypnosis practice, clinical hypnosis practice, because they want to get back in control. So this is the process of the individual getting back in control of whatever element is out of control presently in their life. So that's kind of how I say it. And that's kind of how I reframe it when someone comes in and they say, what is this thing all about? I don't know about hypnosis. I mean, I, I just, I feel like it's like you said, right? It's, I feel like it's going to be one of these things where you make me cluck like a chicken or bark like a dog or whatever it is. And it's so far from yeah. that because it's not a process where you're out of control. This is a process of putting you back in control and then walking into your own empowerment. Yeah, it's a transformation tool. And I love with what you're saying about where people are when they come you know, to you or me, because that can be so many different places of life. It doesn't have to be a you know, beneath the threshold state of desperation, although usually it is, right? Because we've talked about how it's an underground therapy in ways. Um, and we talked about you know, in a previous podcast, all the benefits of hypnosis. So to me, that really paints this broad picture of how many uses hypnosis can have. Because I know there've been a lot of people um, recently, you know, we're at the start of the new year. So of course it's all about like resolutions, habit change, right? Weight loss, confidence, um, you know, motivation to stick to their routine, you know, diet, exercise. But it's people that are already like really succeeding in a lot of areas of life. And they just want an extra boost. It's sort of like they have, so much success going on with the way they take care of themselves and you know balance life and sort of thrive in their career so they're already using tools and then hypnosis is just that extra cherry on top tool to be the absolute best with the um most effortless uh exertion so i wanted to talk about people who can be hypnotized because do you get this question a lot where people are kind of like, can I be hypnotized? You know, they, they feel like somehow they must fall out of the category of, of people that could experience that state. Yeah, I, I get that question quite often. And this is how I respond to it. You're already doing hypnosis. You just don't know you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Okay. People, well, people, from, people from the moment they wake up in the morning and open their eyes, they're in a hypnotic state. They just don't know it. whether it's you know, they get so busy at work, for example, and they just lose track of time, whether they're driving down the road and they forget the last three exits on the highway, whether it's here, here's a good one. Here's a classic one. A, a lot of women would probably relate to this one. If their boyfriend or their husband, if their favorite team is playing in the playoffs and it's on TV, right? How difficult is it to even allow your husband or boyfriend to hear you if you're asking them a question because they are so hypnotically fixated and entranced on that screen because every play in that game is making a big difference to them. So it's kind of like they've zoned out everything else, you know, and they're just, you know, they're so fixated on that one TV screen. So we're always doing hypnosis. I mean, if you're playing with your kids and you're so in that moment and grounded with your kids, you may not hear the phone ring in the next room. We're always doing hypnosis. Well, remember when Laise came on and she's talking about children and how um, naturally they are truly, you know, deeply immersed in the the hypnotic um, realm of the mind. And, you know, we could say if hypnosis is, you know, the, the science and art of how the mind communicates with itself, then it is more clear any person with a mind can be hypnotized. Um, have you heard, you know, there's some studies and um, let's say uh, perspectives from, you know, other 
really renowned hypnotist that people with higher intelligence are more closer to the hypnotized uh, states or they get into hypnosis easier, or let's say they could um, imagine more concept in the subconscious realms of hypnosis. What do you think about that? Because sometimes I'll tell that to people not to, you know, exclude a person who might not feel like they're intelligent, but almost like a lot of the engineers, you know, that I'll work with, mm-hmm. it's like they, they have this maybe need like desperation um, or they want to just test it to see if it can help them. But there's a skepticism, you know, cause they're so analytical and analytical people are great hypnosis subjects, because if you can follow instructions, right, then you can, you can be uh, suggested into that uh, state of, let's say deeper openness or, or more, um, vivid imagination. But when they're thinking that hypnosis is some different state, then I really want them to recognize your intelligence is going to be a big factor in hypnosis. And then they think, oh yeah, of course, you know, I want to call myself intelligent. And so that kind of, uh, opens them up to participate more. Have you ever done that? Well, I, I mean, for me, so in my practice, I, I can't tell you how many people have come in and they, you know, they're excited to work with me, but they, like you said, they're skeptical, right? I mean, my market is anxiety. Those are the people that I serve, right? So someone who's had anxiety or stress or fear or worry or uncertainty for 10, 15, 20 years, they're like, how, how is this going to work? Like, I am so skeptical. Like, how is this not an option that everybody is talking about if I'm going to be able to change how I'm doing things and overcome this anxiety within, you know, a couple of weeks or 30 days, right? Yeah. So they are skeptical about that. And, and believe me, if I was in their situation, I would be the same way. I mean, you know, I think it's, it's probably an open secret now. I mean, I used to have anxiety myself many years yeah. ago. You were in that situation. Yeah. So I completely understand where, where they were. Now for me, it was, well, you know, I, I'm just done and over with this. So I'm going to figure out and do my own research and figure out how to get over this myself. So I was walking in with an open mind when I was going into my first hypnosis session. Mm-hmm. Somebody just has to have that open mind. They need to be receptive to the experience, right? They don't have to believe that it's going to work, but they do have to have, in my opinion, an open mind. They need to be receptive to it. But that being said, you know, I've, I've interviewed plenty of, of my clients. We've, we've had a few on, on the podcast where, you know, they've come on and they said, you know, if I didn't know any better, I just wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't believe it if I didn't go through it. I I wouldn't believe it if I didn't experience it myself. You know, I've had people say, you know, I feel like, okay, let's give this a try, but I don't really know what you're saying to me is actually going to be what's working for me. I've had one, one person said that they thought they were going to be the exception to the rule. Like, oh, I see all your other testimonials on your website or whatever. But, you know, I just feel like for me, something's going to fall like the, the shoes, the, what they say, the, the shoe's going to drop, something's going to fall through the cracks and it's just not going to work for me. But the thing is, we all do this, right? Like I, like I said a moment ago, we all do hypnosis. We're hardwired for hypnosis, right? So it's something that's very natural. Someone says they're daydreaming, but it's really hypnosis. Someone says they're zoning out, but it's really hypnosis. It's the same state. We go into and out of these states all the time. It's very, very natural. So when someone says, I don't know if I can be hypnotized, in my opinion, we try to make it relatable. Like I said, have you ever driven down the highway and forgotten the last three exits? 
have you ever been in high school and you kind of zonked out and, and had a daydream in the middle of class? But yet when the quiz came at the end of the week, you were still able to pass the test or pass that quiz. How is this possible? It's because you have two hemispheres. You have two brains, right? You have a conscious brain and an unconscious brain or a conscious mind and an unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So your conscious mind for the high school example is off in your daydream. It's doing hypnosis. You're thinking about the weekend or whatever it is. But come Friday, when you have the quiz, how is it that you're still able to pass that exam or that quiz or that test? It's because your unconscious was picking up all of that information where you were while you were doing your daydream, right? right so right. everybody can do this. It's, you know, and I understand the skepticism, but everybody can do it. And I see it time and time again in my practice. I know you see it in your practice as well. Oh, yeah. Everybody can be hypnotized. Um, that's not to say everyone will be because like you're saying, I mean, you follow instructions. There's not some magic power I'm going to have over you to hypnotize you just to prove that it works over your resistance. If you're resisting me, um, you know, th this isn't that sort of, of thing. You know, if you're resisting the stage hypnotist, they're just going to, you know, ask you to leave the stage. There's not a, uh, there, there's not a trance that you get under own, out of your own control. I mean, you, you co-create hypnosis, but with that high school example, Troy, what about people who are like, you know, I zoned out and, uh, and flunked the quiz? What would you say then? <laughs> I would say that you're really into that daydream. Okay. You're really into that daydream. But I mean, I, I don't get that very often. I, I mean, people say it's the same thing when you're driving on the road, right? It's the same thing when someone's driving down the road and they, and they get to their destination safely. Mm -hmm. but they don't remember the 20 minutes that it took them to get there. Yeah. How did that happen? How were they able to drive 70 miles an hour on a highway and not, you know, crash, not, you know, scoot over to the other lane and, and God forbid, get in an accident. It's the same thing. If There's someone says, if someone gets to Friday and, uh, and, and they don't, they don't do well on the test or the quiz, Maybe they are just not paying attention at all in that course. Maybe the teacher is just droning on and on. They're just, they're just not interested. The example that I'm giving is, you know, some, somewhere where a student likes the class or, or likes the program or likes the teacher or likes the course material and for, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes has this daydream. You know, their mind is elsewhere. But yeah. their unconscious is still sucking up and picking up that information. Yeah, just like what people probably consider like subliminals. Yeah, exactly right. And we, and again, that's something that we do all the time, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's something that's very natural within all of us. It's our natural birthright, just like hypnosis is our natural birthright. We have these states that we go into and out of all the time. Well, yes. Yeah, speaking of birthright, I want to talk about like babies. I mean, we talked about kids, you know, are suggestible. Um, I, you know, when clients call and ask about me hypnotizing their kids, I'll say four and over, you know, four and up under four, really I'm working with the parents. I'm hypnotizing. And like you're saying, um, everyone's already hypnotized. So in a sense, I'm dehypnotizing the parents and maybe enforcing some conversational hypnotic or some like stress management or confidence boosting skills so that they can support their kids and themselves um, to get the goals, you know, stop bed, stop bedwetting, stop night terrors, um, help with better focus. I mean, not that an under four-year-old's going to need probably that much more focus. I don't know. They're putting a lot of pressures on kids these days. Um, animals. What do you think about that? Hypnotizing animals? Well, I, I know it can be done. I, I know that there's probably some videos that I've seen on YouTube with, uh, with chickens. 
Have you seen, or maybe the roosters? I can't remember. Have you seen those videos? Yeah, that video was so fascinating. Um, I think it, they like they, they put the they put the rooster. I, I can't remember if it's a rooster or a chicken, but they put the the head of it on the ground, and then I think they just trace a lo- like a, a straight line on the sand or the dirt, and then they can release their their control over the over, over the animal, and then the animal just stays there and looks at the line. And as soon as someone comes and you know, rubs the line away. The, the the chicken, I can't remember if it's a chicken or a rooster, but they get up and they just like act like nothing happened. Yeah, I don't think it would matter. It's probably that the same sort of, um, that species, you can hypnotize them in that way. And animals, horses, dogs, mm-hmm. dolphins. I mean, animals have certain intelligences. And if you can get them to, let's say, follow instructions, you know, if you have that rapport, um, with them or if they have a respect for you like it could be i don't know a giraffe or something you're meeting at the zoo like you can entrance them um, and get them to relax their conscious critical factor to start feeling the 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 rest and reprieve that our bodies are asking for so that we will be more confident and stop repeating the negative stories of our past stress or future fears Um, now when I went to a convention and there was a guy talking about hypnotizing people who couldn't hear, so deaf people, um, I was really fascinated because I wondered, you know, I know that you could induce the hypnosis, but how do you convey, uh, you know, hypnotic suggestion? So of course they keep their eyes open the whole time and you're not expected as a hypnotist to know sign language, although you could, you know, if you know that, but we all know gestures. Like if I like tense up my body, then you know that, um, I'm trying to mirror to you like what I want you to do. So I might like tense up my body, like squeeze my shoulders and and my fists like fervently, you know, really squeezing out tension and then see me take a deep breath and like relax and let all that go. I mean, that could be the same um, hypnotic deepener as like taking somebody through a relaxing beach scene. Yeah, it certainly could. Absolutely. Have you worked with anybody um, that you'd had to use other techniques like that with? So the way that I do my practice is it's a little bit more uh, of conversational hypnosis, right? It's allowing your brain to try on a feeling or an emotion, right? Because in, 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 in my practice, someone who's coming to me and they're looking to overcome anxiety, generalized anxiety, social anxiety, driving anxiety, fears and phobias, whatever it might be, right? We have to show the brain in a language the brain understands how to feel differently, Right. So I think I'm, I'm sure I've mentioned this in, in, a, in a past podcast episode, but it really comes down to three easy steps. Right. You have to become aware of when this anxiety habit turns on. Mm-hmm. You have to throw up a roadblock. Roadblock is simply like a pattern interrupt, which shows your brain something different. Right. It allows your brain to jump the tracks from this old negative anxiety habit and path to a more positive one. And then the third step is how do you want to feel instead? So for me, it's all about feeling an emotion. Right. That's not to say that towards the second half of most of my sessions with an individual or a client, we do drop into a relaxing state of hypnosis. But normally the first, you know, half, three quarters of of every session is conversational hypnosis because we have to get your brain used to the idea of feeling differently than how you're feeling now. Mm -hmm. And over time, when this, you know, when this new habit is conditioned in and the response is this new pattern, right? Your brain is going to default to this new habit that you're installing. And it's funny because we all break habits. We all make habits every day. We just don't realize that we do. So this is your brain consciously understanding how to break a habit that doesn't serve you anymore. 
for a positive one that does. So a lot of it's based upon conversational hypnosis, just like you and I are having a conversation right now. It's very, very simple because again, the brain likes easy. And then the second part is allowing your brain to understand how good it feels to relax, teaching somebody self-hypnosis so they can do this on their own outside of the sessions where we're working together. I love that. It's when you're telling me um, the pro your process uh, and I'm thinking about, you know, what I had just said about using gestures and working with someone who doesn't, um, let's say, follow spoken English. I really was creating like a, a whole show of charades in my mind. It's like, okay, so you might have them write out a form, you know, where they're, they're telling you like what the triggers are, uh, what they want and how they know they'll get it. And then how are you um, like breaking, like imagine like breaking like a, a, a tough baguette, right? Like it would really take some theatrics, but, um, but I don't know, we might put something together like that and put it up on the Facebook page. That would be entertaining if not, you know, in the least and, um, and helpful for a person to just sure. break all those little stories that are felt as struggles in the brain to get that brain, that, that easy, confident, comfortable feeling. I mean, the other thing too, Lauren, is that, you know, people, and I just had this conversation a couple of days ago with somebody, right? They're coming in, they, they have yet to have their first session, but, you know, we were on a call, a consultation call, and they're just asking some general questions. They say, how, how hard is this going to be? Mm -hmm. You know, how hard is this process? And it, that's the thing, right? It's not hard because you're doing this already. If somebody already has anxiety, you're already in a state of hypnosis because you're putting yourself in a state that's making you feel anxious or fearful or stressed or worried or whatever the negative upswell of emotion is, right? You're already doing it. So I explain the process is very, very simple because the brain likes easy. And in order to make the change and create this change quickly and easily, mm -hmm. you have to give your brain easy. You have to talk to your brain in a language that your brain is going to understand. And I remember this conversation the other day, it was like, look, you can have all these wonderful conscious-based activities. You can eat a good diet. You can clean up your nutrition. You can exercise. You can do meditation. You can breathe deeply and all this stuff, affirmations, right? Mm -hmm. But again, they all have their time and place. And I'm not saying that someone who doesn't do any of that will not improve the quality of their life because they probably will, all right? Mm -hmm. But anxiety is a unconscious program. And when you have conscious-based activities like meditation and breathing, and all this other stuff, it's not getting to the root of the issue because again, anxiety is a unconscious pattern in the brain. So again, the brain likes easy. And in order to change the habit of what anxiety is, of what stress is, of what fear is, you have to get to the unconscious side of things, which is why conversational hypnosis is my opinion and what I do in my practice gives results very quickly, right? And I know that the great thing about when we do this and when we get on these podcasts is that you have your style and I have mine. And there's no right or wrong. It's just how we operate our individual practices. What really is the most important thing is that our clients are getting results. They're finding solutions where they were looking and looking and looking and they hadn't found it out there. But they come to you, they come to me, and they see success and they realize their own true personal power. And in my opinion, there's no greater gift that someone can give to themselves than understanding their own empowerment. Yeah. Even after Christmas time, guys, give yourself some gifts. <laughs> That's right. Because hypnosis is one of those things where your brain generalizes the change, right? Your brain can generalize a negative change and your brain can generalize a positive change. Your brain doesn't care if you have positive habits or negative habits. You care, 
but your brain doesn't. Your brain is very non-judgmental. So you have to lead your brain and show your brain and give your brain a direction as to how you want to feel instead. Yes. And there's a lot of tools. I mean, meditation to me as an intentional practice is like an exercise. So it's, it's a really great strategy for a healthy brain. You don't have, you can have a healthy brain without meditating. It's not to say that everybody on the planet has to be meditating if they want to be, you know, their, their most um, actualized self. But I agree that if you've got patterns of internal unconscious anxiety, why um, sit with that angst as a, a means of letting it um, be evaporated. To me, it, it's it's not that it can't work. It's just a longer process that doesn't have a, a secured outcome. But you know, I like meditation. I think it's um, I think it's gaining in popularity, and um, a lot of people will ask, you know, is hypnosis like meditation? And it's like some styles of hypnosis can feel like meditation, but you know, you've worked with people like I have who are really disciplined meditators. And a lot of them, um, after their first hypnosis session are kind of like, wow, you know, that felt different. Uh, yeah. So I, that- I always put it like this because I get that question a lot too. So I always put it like this. Hypnosis is like meditation, but with intention mm-hmm. or hypnosis is like meditation, but with purpose. Right. For me, I'm, I'm not that great of a meditator. Right. I've tried it in the past. I've really tried it in the past and uh, it just didn't work for me. I mean, you know, I got to a point where I felt like I was doing OK. But for me, it just wasn't practical. Right. Because I'm sitting there. It took me it, it took me probably 20, 30 minutes to get in this relaxed enough state where I can blank my mind and just focus on my breathing. And that's what it normally took me. But I'm a really good uh, I'm really good at doing self hypnosis. Right. So I'm not a great meditator, but I'm really good at teaching myself and doing self-hypnosis. And I can put myself into a self-hypnotic state within about two minutes, within about two to three minutes. So it's a better use of my time. It's a better use of how I want to feel instead, right? So that's, that's just work. That's, I mean, again, that's what works for me. But when someone comes in and they want to, you know, learn this and learn how to get over their anxiety and learn hypnosis and how it's going to work for them, a big part of what I teach in my practice is teaching somebody how to do their own self-hypnosis. And the great thing about it is, is that you can do self-hypnosis anytime, anywhere, and nobody even knows that you're doing it, right? So I've had people in major cities on subway, on, on like, like when they're riding the subway and they're doing self-hypnosis with their eyes open and there's all these people around them and nobody knows that they're doing it. And it takes just a couple of minutes. But again, this is a, a very important tool that I teach because it's all about the empowerment of the individual, right? I, I know you do the same thing. You're teaching your clients their own personal power. I mean, for me, I don't want someone to feel awesome in a session and then go back into their real world, into their own life, and everything falls apart. Because that's not true empowerment. I want them to walk away armed with the tools and the integrative techniques to know that they can employ these for themselves and they can do this for themselves. So self-hypnosis is a big component in my practice. Oh yeah. I, and I don't mean guys listening, do not think I'm trying to one up Troy here. That's not the relationship we have. You've always one up me, Lauren. That's why you are the great Lauren Hall. <laughs> I, um, because I'm saying you're like, it takes me a couple of minutes. I'm going to, I was thinking about that. I was like, well, it takes me like a couple of seconds to sort of check into, uh, to what I've identified as my, um, suggestible state 
to mm-hmm. put some some edits in on whatever's going on presently, whether I need to like wind it down or wind it up, heighten focus in if I want to feel like I've just had like cheesecake because there's a cheesecake place um, right by my office um, and they open up for coffee. So um, this morning I was talking with somebody and they're like, we could get coffee at 7 a.m. or a cheesecake at 7 a.m. I'm like, we could or <laughs> we, we could just walk by and just imagine uh, yeah. what a cheesecake would have tasted like and, and enjoy it calorie free. Um, with this theme of who can be hypnotized, I do think it's important to mention that people need to understand communication in order to be hypnotized. So, you know, there are theories out there with like a, a certain um, level of, of IQ, you know, is necessary. Not that you can't induce and imply uh, hypnotic suggestions, but you may have limitations on on depth and goals that could be achieved with people with um, IQs that, that don't meet like normal states on function. So that's something I think that could be useful for people to consider. But other than that, if you've got a brain, which children, kids, people of all ages, people of all beliefs or, um, you know, open-mindedness levels, even animals can be hypnotized. So why not you, you know, Troy and I are doing it, even if it just takes a, a couple of minutes, right, Trey? Or, or for you, a couple of seconds, apparently. I'll teach you my techniques. It's good <laughs> that, we, that we share um, the strategies that we have, because I'm not saying that I only do hypnosis that is a couple of seconds, but it's, um, it's accessible at all different times because you're already doing it, whether or not you had thought you were doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so guys, if you're listening, if you are a hypnotist who has found this podcast and you want to come on to tell us who you are hypnotizing and the ways that you are doing it we would love to have you as a guest uh i only speak english trey do you speak another language um i speak dog <laughs> so you have a dog because i mean you know i i, I, I mean you know, I, I talk to my dog all the time so i guess I, I i speak a little dog but that's that's about it that's cool i mean i've studied languages um, but as far as like speaking and being fluent, I will definitely not say yes, but I have worked with people who have limited English. Um, and so they've asked, you know, can this happen because, uh, our language is a bit different and it's like, yes, it can happen. I'm just, I'm a little more like slow and enunciated, but truly the subconscious, um, understands so much more than, than our conscious mind does. So our subconscious really connects so much of the story through set and setting right through context uh through even like the the energy rapport which can happen even if the session is only virtual so it's crazy fascinating it is and we love nerding out to it that's that's one big reason why we've started this is because it's this is our message to the to the world to the country you know it's to get this message of how hypnosis can help you how it can benefit you in your life yeah. And, uh, you know, so we can, we can probably hop on here, you know, for hours and hours and hours, and we can probably have this conversation, but, uh, that's just what we like to do. I mean, it's, you know, we see change, you know, it's so exciting to see for me and I know it, you're the same way, but it's so exciting. Cause I feel like I say it like this, when somebody comes to me and we have a first consultation call and I'm talking to that person for the first time, and then we have the second session and the third session after a couple of weeks, right? So it's like three weeks, four weeks. And then you hear the person talk. 
and you and you see their changes they're they're telling you their experiences of how they're changing it's like i'm i have the best seat in the house right because I, I feel like i have the front row seat to see how someone is completely transforming their life it's because they're walking into their own empowerment it's because they believe in themselves they're seeing success they're having these experiences and they, they're creating that positive change they're creating that momentum moving forward so that's always my greatest gift, you know, seeing somebody completely transform their life and completely change the quality and the path of how they're living their life now. It's like they've become, they're, they're still the same person, don't get me wrong, but they've become this more competent person. They've become this more competent person. They become more educated. They become armed, right? And knowing what they now know. And they can use those tools and they can use those strategies and they can use those techniques across the board. So for any negative upswell of emotion or for any bad habit they, that they don't want to have anymore, they can use these tools for that. And I think that's such a powerful gift that somebody can give to, to, to themselves. I mean, what, what greater gift is there, in my opinion, than that? When you already have, this is a natural gift that you have within your own mental um, organ. And so, yeah, we're in a way we're, we're just educating to the techniques because this is what we've studied. This is what we found super interesting. And it, um, it reminds me too, Troy, because of your experience and the way that you sought out hypnotism, uh, your perspective, as well as mine, I mean, everybody's perspective is always updating, but your perspective on hypnosis is now almost, um, let's say tainted in a biased way. You know, you, you probably can't even remember at all the skepticisms because you're, you're a passionate advocate. I mean, this is why you, you know, this podcast, <laughs> we're, we're using this medium to do what would have been done, I guess, in past times, um, being on a, a rooftop or something and shouting about hypnosis. It works. It works for you. You can do it. It's fun. It feels good. Well, so yeah, for me, I mean, so for me, it was like, I was, I was like, what do I, what do I have to lose? What, what do I possibly have to lose? I, 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 there was nothing else that was working for me. Uh, and, and when this, when this did, I was completely floored and shocked. And I just, I could not, I could not believe it. Like, you know, if I didn't go through it, I would be just as skeptical as the person that I'm going to talk to, you know, the, the next phone call I have when they're saying, Hey, does this really work? You yeah. know, so but you can't put smoke back in the bottle. I mean, once somebody realizes that they can make these changes and that once someone realizes that they can walk into their own power and they, and they realize how much power they really have as an individual to change their life. It's a life altering moment for many, many people because they realize they've had this ability. They've had this natural ability their whole life. I mean, it's their natural birthright, but they just don't understand how to tap into it. So I always, I always view us Lauren as like teachers and educators, right? People who are showing someone the way someone, you know, we're showing them the path but the individual has to take those steps. The individual has to take personal responsibility and walk into their own empowerment for this to work, right? So it's, it's always a joint cooperation between us and our clients, right? It's always, I always call it like a delicate dance between myself and my client, between you and your client. And that's what makes it so wonderful. That's what makes it a co-creative experience because it's two people working towards one goal, right? For the individual, for the client, making their life better in whatever way they want to make it better. And that's what's so special. I mean, I wish that, you, that some people that are, that are gonna be listening to this could be like a fly on my wall sometimes and listen to how these people talk to me from the very first contact 
into how they're talking to me and how they're acting and how they're reacting on the second and third sessions. It's a drastic difference. And again, that's, that, goes, that goes to the awesome power that an individual has because they're realizing that power perhaps for the first time in their life. It's an amazing moment. It never stops being rewarding. And it's like, it's hard to even convey like the excitement, how it just continues to um, increase. Like you, you feel like, wow, I know so much about this transformational tool and I'm so excited to share it with somebody. And then every single person whose life you are, are led into to be a support with, you just, I mean, it's, um, it feels like as I talk about it, like my heart could explode and then I'd start crying <laughs> with gratitude. So <laughs> let me not do that. <laughs> uh, instead, um, <laughs> well now, okay, whatever I was going to say. Um, just, just take a couple of seconds and change your emotional state because you can do that. Yeah, I, I, do, I do do that. So I will send that that excited uh, feeling of love like dispersed into the into the belly, into the brain. Yeah. Um, I'm just happy to be here. I'm so happy to be doing this with you to have like a, a counterpart to bring the different angles of hypnosis in. Um, even with you talking about like, you know, teacher and you're calling us that I'm kind of like, well, I don't know if I consider myself a teacher. I thought I'm like a janitor. I'm cleaning people's mental junk that they had felt exhausted by. Um, I'm really dehypnotizing them. I say that to a lot of people as, as, a way to give them context as to uh, what role I'm playing so that they don't feel like I've got magic powers and this is something they couldn't do without me. There's no dependency. I'm just giving you this reboot and then um, you've got the tools. And if you want to work together again, uh, then that's what we'll do. If you need some support to achieve this goal, that might be a big goal for you, um, then we'll do it. But don't feel like you can't do what I'm doing because I'm just using words and science um, to, to support your brain. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, okay, guys, check out our Facebook page if you have not, because that is the way that you can interact with us. We do some exclusive talks and invites, um, through that platform. Co-Creation Nation is the way to connect with me and Troy. We also have a website landing page where you can um, check out the podcast. Of course, you already are if you're here listening to our podcast. You can also like sign up for some other free exclusive things that we share or like event dates or you can read our bios. So hypnosis and action. Check us out. We hope to see you. And please, if you want to be interviewed because you have done hypnosis or you um, maybe you're super skeptic and you found us and you're like, none of the stuff they're saying is true. And I can't wait to, to be interviewed by them and all of that. Uh, hit us up. We'll bring you on. We are not bringing a biased perspective, although we are biased because this is um the thing that we do and, and we don't just believe in it blindly, it's because of the evidence of the hundreds of people, probably jointly thousands of people we've worked with that um, are getting these real results. So check us out, guys. Thank you so much for listening, Troy. Thanks for uh, hey, thank chatting you, with thank, me today. Thank you, Lauren, for being the great Lauren Holm. Thank you, Troy, for uh, for tangoing. Is that, can you say <laughs> hey, that anytime. word? Anytime. Tango. All right. Bye guys. Talk soon.